You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Dome podcast. Just need a road trip. Just need to go home. Just need to find a neutral site to play, maybe. Can maybe Winter Classic? Can we play a week in the Winter Classic? They're a rink. They could use the Red Deer rink. That's maybe, maybe they just too need close to, to Edmonton. Maybe just uh, can we play our Arizona in the college rink? Maybe that's the the secret sauce. Yeah, go to the USC, play at the Dinos where the Dinos play. Play like at the Olympic Oval in there somewhere. I don't know, somewhere where it's not home ice, somewhere where it's not the road. Because you know you can't win at home. You need a road trip to go on the road. Can't win on the road. It's crazy. So we're how many games we played? Thirteen. Thirteen games into the season, we're on a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy, is it a good? What we were five and one. Thank God we started five and one. Thank God. Are we? We're just a game below five hundred now. Just yeah, one game at least. One game. Holy yep. fuck! Like it's interesting because. Remember, start of the season, like, oh yeah. I mean, my my prediction is we won't have the giant giant swings. It's gonna be pretty average, uh, pretty. Uh, what's the word here? Sustainable, 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 not very much variability. Yeah, Const, constant, consistency, consistency. Yes. There you go. See, we're it's so late at night. I, I'll try to keep the yawns to a minimum as well. We're so inconsistent. I can't even think of the fucking word consistency. That's how inconsistent we are. It's just not even part of my realm of any thought process. But holy shit. And it's funny. I mean, you're, what is it? There was a, who tweeted that today? That was Dom, Dom, right? From the athletic. Yes. One of the, one of the best analysts out there as far as social media is concerned. And he's like, well, maybe this is why the Flames are struggling so hard. But the best opponents cross the league. Like, the, like, no one's had a tougher schedule if you're looking at strength of opponent in a whole bunch of different categories. And I know you were running with that today for a bit, <laughs> even then, even earlier in the week, right? Even on the last podcast, I'm still not worried because there's 82 games, barring another fucking COVID relapse will still, I should still make the playoffs unless these guys absolutely start to tank. The key is you're they're still playing good hockey outside of two main things that you'll get into. Can't get a save, although you had some good saves tonight. Can't score a fucking goal. Kind of At important what, to win, eh? I how long are we going to talk about the power play? 
We're going to talk about it so long where it's like we can't even talk about it. I don't know if I even have the mental capacity to complain about it because it's like I'm so pissed off about it. I can't even right now. You you mentioned something. I think it was in the last podcast, and I've never heard this before. So kudos to you. But you were like, if you watch other teams' power plays that are actually good, (laughs) which is virtually every team in the NHL, if you're comparing our fucking power play to every team in the NHL, theirs is better. Doesn't matter what team it is, it's better. Good teams inch the puck closer to the net. We just saw it against fucking the Devils, especially on the five on three. You passing from whatever whatever formation you're set up in, you're passing it around the horn. But the key is watch. Good power plays, they inch closer than every time a pass is made. They're just inching a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And now they're in a fucking deadly shooting range. I don't know how many times you see tonight, five on five as well. Guys are shooting from above the circles. I mean, we had, when did Backlund score? Was it against the the, the Devils? Um, On the power play or just in general? Just in general. Uh, he had two against he the, came, he came, the Islanders. He had two. Okay, so is the Islanders. The point is, is Lindholm, bro. Yeah. You're getting space. You're getting time in space, and you're either shooting it from a place you're never gonna fucking score, unless fucking it's Markstrom and net. It's just not gonna <laughs> happen. You're beyond the circles. Like you can't get an angle on the goaltender. To use velocity to shoot over top of his Glover blocker from behind the circles. The angle's not there. You have to get below the circle. Closer to the dot, the better. Then you can shoot up. It's going to go over him. You're going to have to force him to make a save. Like You're not even fucking forcing these goaltenders to make saves. So much perimeter action going on. And then you look at the power play. It's the same shit. No, it's I pure mean, perimeter. Back- That's all it is. Finally, Backland... Against the Islanders, he gets it from on top of the circles. What does he do? Hangs on for a bit longer till he's two or three feet deeper. Then he's in a dangerous spot to shoot and score. He scores. Great fucking goal. I mean, you got these so-called goal scorers. Manji Pani, Dylan Dubé, Elias Lindholm. I don't know if Jonathan Uber is a goal scorer or not. I don't know what he is. He's got one goal, so probably not. Yeah, apparently not. But, like, dude... Shoot the fuck. Wait until you have closer range to the net and then rifle it. Don't be fucking... Like, there's a play tonight where Lindholm, he's at the top of circles, passes it. He's, he has a wide open... He had two feet to take. Instead, he dishes it to the sideboard. The guy shoots from on the board, half boards. So, even if he would have shot it right from where he was, he had wide open lane, could have done it. Elects to pass to the guy, and now you're shooting from a less dangerous spot. Like, this just seems to be the MO right now. Which, sure, we're getting a lot of shot volume, but, like, come on. Yeah, well, I think I think also baked into this is, is the lack of... Because how many times is there a passing play or a, a cross-ice pass in the slot or a low-high? Like, there's just, like, it doesn't seem... The goal scores can't score, but it's not like they're getting. There's not a lot of action happening in the offensive zone. In no, terms not of a lot. in terms of Pat, like how many 
this is the thing that always pisses me off about the power play in general is like, again, you watch other power plays. How many times, how many passes are there before a shot that leads to a goal on most, on the good power plays? There's like at least three. There's at least two and generally three. With the Flames, it's like, hey, one pass, maybe a shot. But there's never multi-passing plays. You're not seeing any dangerous passing going on in the offensive zone. You're not seeing like anything going on in the offensive zone. You're just seeing shots for rebounds from the perimeter, essentially. And I think more importantly, when they do get quality chances, they're not scoring. Wide open net, miss. Manji Pawnee has a wide open net. Miss. He doesn't hit the net. Fucking side of the net. Toffoli, wide open net, miss. So there, there's your there's your problem right there. I know everybody wants to freaking for some reason, I don't know how we got here. I can't pay attention to Twitter too much, but from what I can gather, there's a bunch of there's a large contingent of Flames fans who are oh Daryl Sutter's fault. Oh, Daryl's lost the room. Oh, blah blah blah. Darryl. It's like the guys can't score. It's it. Can't score a goal. Score a goal. There's no way Daryl has lost the room this early on in the season. After you've had a successful season last year, after you had success early on this season, you're going through a slump. We'll get into the, the breakdown from Dom, but essentially you're not getting saves and you're not scoring goals. Your your save percentage is down at the bottom of the league. Yeah. And your shooting percentage is down at the bottom of the league. I don't give a shit. And we're a perfect example. Because what I was going to say is I don't give a shit how the rest of your game looks. And the rest of our game looks fucking great. But those two metrics are the underlying reason why they have these guys have not won a game in seven games now. Yeah, and I mean, usually those, I, I would say usually, like, because those are things, like, it's kind of, I there was a few games at the beginning of last year, I remember, like the Anaheim game early on. Like there was a few games early on. What did they go? Six, one, and three to start the year. But it, it was more like, I can't quite remember, but they lost a few games straight in overtime early on, remember? After just like dominating teams. And it was like, hey, the shooting percentage is in the shitter. This is going to turn around. Yes. And it, and it certainly did. So I when, was just thinking that. Yeah. And I mean, as soon as like these percentages, things are things that usually regress back to the mean. But I mean, in this case, Specifically with the shooting percentage, you hope Markstrom can figure it out and make a save for once in his life because I've been defending him and then he just like keeps letting in these backbreaking goals that um, are not helping you win win games in a slump. And again, when your best players are all out, Jacob Markstrom's your best player and he should be the guy who's stepping up his game. When Huberto's out, Tanev's out, every, all these guys are out. Markstrom's, Markstrom's one of your highest paid players, best player. He's the guy who should be elevating his game and he hasn't been. Um, but usually these percentages even out, right? Like those pucks start going in. You're going to start making those saves that you usually make. But I do think you're not going to miss fucking two empty nets in one game. <laughs> the rest of the season. It's not oh, gonna maybe, happen. but you're not going to keep going over six on the power play. I haven't seen any signs of fucking that changing, yeah. but that's a different yeah. category. Yeah, exactly. But I think, um, the, the one factor in this is like, Hey, a lot of these games, maybe last year that were, because how many of these losses have been one goal games? Quite a Pretty few of them. All of them. I mean, Almost you had all leads, of them, right? You had leads in how many of them? They're all kind of like late. I think you had period. leads in all of them, didn't you? Except the except the Nashville game. I'm pretty sure the Flames were leading in all of these games except the Nashville game. 
Um, so the thing to me is like, hey, a lot of these one goal games probably last year, you have two guys who scored 40 goals. Got like a lot of these games that were close last year, Gaudreau or Kachuk with their ability and their skill would win you those games, right? You don't have that skill. You don't have those guys who are breaking games. You don't have those guys who can score goals essentially right now. Um, you don't have the consistent secondary scoring you were getting from Manji Pony. How many, like, Manji Pony had what, 10 goals already this time last season? Yeah, he had like 15 in the first month and a half. So you you don't have primary scoring, nor do you have secondary scoring right now. You don't have power play scoring. You don't have any scoring. Like, Jonathan Huberto has one goal. Manji Pony has two goals. Dubé has one goal. Coleman has one goal. Pretty much what? It's been Kadri. Backland. Those have been your guys who've been scoring. That's it, really. To Foley too. But you're seeing, you're seeing the Flames play well and not get the bounces. But you're also seeing, I think, the skill gap that maybe we all probably under anticipated or underestimated losing. You know, two forty goal, hundred point scores. Who are having great season so far? Yeah, Johnny had a goal and two assists tonight. Look, I know he's on a shitty team. And yes, of course, he made a stupid decision. Um, Matthew Chuck leads the league in expected goals for, or, or no, game score. Game score, he's like top three in expected goals for. So two. it's a valid point. You're definitely missing these guys. Obviously, if Huberto is part of the replacement, he by no means has lived up to any expectation yet. Obviously, he needs more time. I think that's valid. He needs more time. Well, he looked great in the Islanders game, and then he now he's hurt. Cotter's been great. Weir is he's a little inconsistent. Yeah, he's been right? like I think he's been like quietly solid, but um, you know, you maybe want to see a bit more. I mean, you said that's we're going like you got to look at this in the larger perspective. You got eighty-two games. How much longer can this losing streak go on for? I mean, if it is comes down to save percentage and shooting percentage in the shitter mixed with your best D-man's injured, now you're, yeah. your top line left wing's injured. Key injuries, this is bad timing while you're slumping a bit. Everything I mean, is being piled on right now. Yes, and I get it. It's so fucking frustrating to watch. And like for me, the biggest thing is the fucking power play. Dude. Yeah, that's that's inexcusable to me. Because you know, you listen to Daryl's post game tonight, and he's bang on, which is he doesn't even have a problem with those last four games. I don't have a problem with those last. Four. You played well, but you didn't get a save. Like those two goals from Markstrom yeah. from the exact same place on along the ice, dude. Along the how do you even score along the ice? How do you even shoot? It's it's almost impossible to shoot it along the ice unless you really flub it. Like from the top of the circle, not a stick. While while they're being defended, these they're both scoring with a shot along the ice. It just doesn't even make sense to me. I'm so glad he didn't start tonight because fuck is he frustrating me. You gotta think he's gonna turn it around. He's been kind of up and down. Like there's a few games where he was outstanding. And even when he does play decent, he just fucking has these little stinkers, man. Like he cost us the Edmonton goal, Edmonton game. I 
necessarily know if he costs you the Islanders game, Islanders game, and the New Jersey game, but on this road trip. But again, like when your top guys are out and you're dealing with all this shit, he's supposed to be a he's supposed to be a guy who can be a difference maker. Yeah, and you got to know, like, if you're like these elite players, when the other elite player goes down, someone's got to fucking fill the void, man. Like, this is why you signed Jacob Marks. This is why you said, okay, enough with David Riddick and Mike Smith and Kerry Ramo and Jonas Hiller and Brian Elliott and enough. We're fixing this problem. And I mean, he was a Vesna candidate last year, but you just can't have him being this, like we said last time, he cannot be the second best goalie Every single night that you're playing, even if he's playing okay, he has to not play okay. He has to be great. At some point, he's got to steal you a game. I mean, this is the oh, biggest. Totally. This is the biggest difference, I think, from last season. Because I mean, yeah, the team was, the team came out hot. They were playing well. They were playing similar to the way we are now. Yeah, they can't score now. But remember how good Markstrom was in the first like 20, 30 games of the season. He wasn't they, letting in those backbreakers. There was about five to ten games, and you're like, holy shit, we won that because of Markstrom. Yes, we scored enough goals, but he fucking shut it down when we needed it, and we're just getting the opposite right now. Oh, and that's, so, a, that's a great point, Steel, especially in a slump. Sometimes, like, because I think they played very well against the Islanders for the most part. I think they played very well against the Devils. Tonight, maybe not as, as solid as 60 minutes, but, like, one of those games where it's like you get out shot out chance, you need the goalie to steal you a game in a slump. I thought they played well tonight again. Again, this remember, this is the best team in the league that has played. They just play the hottest team in the league. And New Jersey is probably what top five hottest teams in the league right now. Oh, yeah. Both these games, they took control. I mean, for the first period, pretty much the entire period. Um, I mean I don't know. You were in the car, so you probably didn't see this, but in the last three games, they've in the first 10 minutes of each game, they've outshot their opponents like 35 to zero. Yeah. They haven't allowed a fucking shot. They were on. I saw 10 minutes. I missed the first of the Jersey and Boston game, but saw the Islanders first. It was all, they were unbelievable. So you got to think like, Man, I don't know. Because on the other end of things, you're like, okay, if, if Markstrom can't make this, who's going to step up and score? Like, you're looking down the slam tonight. Dubé, where have you been? Like, are you going to hit the fucking score sheet? Like, we need goals, bro. Manji, Pani, two? You're missing wide open nets? Like, when does this guy miss wide open nets? And then fucking Lindholm, I mean, he got in the he's he's been better putting the puck in the net as of late, but man, he's just he he at least he's been opportunistic. He's just not fucking creating anything. No, he's not creating at all. But you need more from these guys because this team is slumping. They're still playing well, but in terms of putting the puck in the back of the net, they're slumping. The only way to get out. If you can't score more than one or two goals and your goaltender can't fucking steal you games, somebody needs to break through. And look, Backlund has done it. Cotter's done it. You need more. You just need more. You need like more. You, where where, where yeah. are these guys? Again, you can't have a combined, what, six goals in total from Huberto, Coleman, uh, Dubé, Mangiapane. 
You just cannot. Like these are top six, yeah. top nine roles. Those are guys fucking... you're paying. You're paying like in excess of twenty million dollars combined. And hey, if the power play was even fucking yeah. remotely effective, we might not even be having this conversation. You probably win three of the last seven games. Probably still two games above five hundred. If you score a power play goal tonight, you win probably. It's so brutal. Dude. I don't understand what Rasmus Sanderson is doing on there. <laughs> I'm just gonna go from there. breakout to out. Dude, he can't even skate. I was gonna, skating the puck up the ice. It's just like no, 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 nothing. That he does. Did he, did he leave his skate blades on, like the the skate guards on tonight? Holy shit! Uh, what do you do about the power play? Has the media asked? No, I don't think anybody's asked. They're just too busy asking their dumb questions about like, dumb shit that doesn't matter. I don't. Over I don't know what. Si- I don't know what you do because, like, obviously, six. yeah, obviously, there's a, a setup problem. Right with with how it's set up for sure. There's a problem with everything. Personnel. I don't personnel mind for sure. Everybody just... but Anderson on the first unit. <laughs> sure. I just don't get how you can't change it up when it's like not, not even close. You know, dude, dude. Nikita Zadorov. Dude, this guy has been a gamer. Who's he, lugging the puck? He is our best player outside of Nazem Kadri of lugging the puck up the ice, skating through the neutral zone. Who does it better than him? How sad is that? So why isn't he on PP1? Well, he you, he just try it. He's, right? What do you have to lose? It sucks. It's terrible. It's, it's the worst I've ever seen. And yeah. we've had a bad power play for fucking seems Forever. Like. The Oilers can't fucking not score on their power play. We can't even set it up. Did they even get a shot? Did they even get a score? I think they had the fully scoring chance tonight, and that was it in terms of high danger on the power play. The second empty net, the NHL player couldn't score it. Yeah, and he blew it wide. So, I don't know, man, like... And I get you you go to, what, you score two power play goals against the Devils, but... Still doesn't excuse what it's like usually. No. I mean, you did get a power play goal tonight, I think, didn't you? No, he didn't. It no. came right after. No, no yeah. Hannafin was just, yeah, because they said it was over six. Yeah. Flame, flames on, yeah. It's it's just, it's not deadly. It's not scoring you. Like, your, your number one purpose on the power play is to get you back into games or pad to lead. Like, like that's where you bread and butter to have a deadly power play. It make, it it gives you the opportunity to get back into games, and it helps you run away with games. And it has it's giving you zero fucking momentum right now, and obviously it's having a negative effect. It gives you their team momentum. Oh, which is tough because we're sitting here and it's just like, yeah, there are silver linings. There are good things happening. Um, it should be just a matter of time till you slump bust. But this is so concerning, dude. 
Like to me, this is the most concerning thing of anything. Oh, for sure. I mean, you look at their five on five numbers. They are top 10 in like every category. Shot attempts four. They're like fourth. Shot attempts against. They're like sixth or seventh. Shots four. They're in the top three. Expected goals four and against. They're in the top 10. Like most everything they're doing on five on five is they're playing strong hockey. They're just not scoring. So the fact you're losing, you you know, you're playing that well five on five, and then you're going over six on the power play. You're playing that well five on five again without your best defenseman and your best offensive player and another top four defenseman. Um, it's like it's there's just no excuse for the power play to keep losing your games. It like it's so bad. It's so bad. It's embarrassing. It's, it's pathetic. It's frustrating. And it's the worst because you know you get a power play like tonight. How many power plays did they have in the third period? Two or three? It was like, here you go. Here you go. Hopefully we can fluke out and score on the power play. Yeah. It's, we, you, we know we can't exactly. execute properly. It's like a fucking miracle. You know it's, it has to be like some some bounce or a re, or some weird occurrence for them to get a goal on the power play. Right? <laughs> they had at least Defoli and, and Caudry set up in their one-time positions. But man, yeah, the overall execution on the and I'm sure Boss has a good penalty kill, so maybe it's a little bit skewed. But one, one out of six. Yeah. Could you get there, one? You, Could you get a scoring you, chance? Like you would hope that you would go one for four, and then you would damn well expect your one for five. On like most nights, you should be one for four, and then if you're not, you damn well score one for five, and if not. There's no fucking excuse not to score on your sixth power play when you're fucking need goal. <laughs> need a goal. To save your fucking first quarter of your season. Well, I mean, again, this is what you were saying. Or like, who's going to step up? Like, why doesn't somebody, you know, you just see those shifts where guys are like, you know, Chucky used to do this. Yes. Right? It's like, we are scoring a fucking goal right now. Zador- Zadorov. Zadorov. Yeah, Zadorov the, new- the other night. He's the new Kachuk. Yeah. He's done it a couple times now. It's like, no. Put him like, on the power play. Exactly. Power play should be merit based. It's like Thanos going fine. I'll do it myself. Like I'm, it, I'm doing this. We're, we're, I'm dragging you guys into this game, and we're gonna make, we're gonna push back. That's what they need. Yeah, someone instead of this. Oh, you do it. I'll pass to you. No, yeah. you, no, you, you go. No, you have it. No, someone just fuck. No, I'm fucking. No one's gonna do this. I'm fucking doing it. Somebody Watch who's carrying this. the puck up the ice say. No, Raspis, I don't care if you're in charge of our freaking power play entries right now. I'm taking this puck to the net and getting making something happen because I know you're going to do jack shit. Yeah, I'm done passing to you, pal. Yeah. A couple things post-game that Daryl mentioned, which kind of falls in line with what we're saying here, is frustration versus getting angry because, of, like, that's just it. Instead of being frustrated, someone just get angry. Right, I don't, I don't care if I'm going to get a fucking face full of post. I'm taking this thing to the net as hard as I fucking can. And if I don't score, there's probably going to be a rebound. Let's get greasy. Like, Daryl, this is the other thing he's saying. We don't have the fucking Jack Keiko. We don't have the Clarence. We don't have the, the top elite finisher. Who? Who? Kadri is, is leading the team in goals. Yep. 
he's not a top elite finisher. I mean, he's he is great. He is yeah, a great finisher. Goal scoring is not really his like you know the top of what it makes him a really good player. We don't have an Austin Matthews. So what Daryl's saying is, you these guys look at Boston. They score a lot of goals, and a lot of them are just fucking banging and crashing. They're greasy. You're not seeing this from this Flames team. I'm trying to finesse no. everything. Just too much of this fucking, I'll pass you. No, you pass. No, you. No, I'll go ahead. Oh, no, I'll pass you. No, you pass. 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 Well, Ray, and if you are going to play the shot volume game that this team plays with the idea of getting second and third chances, you have to work for those second and third chances, right? Yes. Like, Pierre, Pierre Maguire, for how fucking ridiculous he usually oh. is, he said something really good today. Sutter is all about winning puck battles on the boards, on the blue lines, and in the slot. We're not winning shit in the slot, dude. Nothing. And a lot of the guys, like, not tonight, but the game before New Jersey, I think I said to you, I'm like, dude, without Johnny Gaudreau on this team, nobody is taking the puck to the middle of the ice anymore. Like you need to take the puck. To, you got to carry it in and take it to the middle of the ice. If you're, if you have an opportunity, like you got like, fuck. Well, you even need see, yeah. you need, these guys got to get, if they don't have the finesse and the skill to find space and make space and get the puck to danger areas in the middle of the ice, they got to grind. And the nice thing is we have a bit of a foundation of we're playing good hockey. As I a thought, whole, yeah. we're still playing good hockey, minus all this fucking the inability to score, essentially. But you know, Daryl knows already, so it's going to be communicated. It's just going to be a process for guys to fucking execute, get into the front of the net. Got to get, got to get greasier. I mean, Mangiapane has he's been kind of greasy, but not in front of the net. Dubé. Uh, have you, has he even? I didn't, has he even played? I have not noticed him at all. Like in the last twelve games, he had that little rush today where he had the partial breakaway cuts in and didn't finish. But I mean, nice little flash. But I don't remember seeing him in front of the net. Coleman well, bangs and crashes. Backlund bangs and crashes. They get rewarded. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like that, the the shift against the Islanders where Huberto um, set up Backlund. He was yeah mucking up in front of the net. Yeah, the like second goal too. You you want to talk about like winning board battles and winning battles at the blue line? That all plays in that Daryl's concept of maximum sustained offensive zone time. That's the whole goal is keep it in the zone as much as you can, and usually that creates a lot of chaos when you can just you know keep it another team in there and the other night. We kind of saw that. Um, on that Huberto goal, that's kind of what was happening. And that's how you get those chances. Like Backlund right in the slot. He's wide open. Well, they had a sustained offensive zone, sustained offensive pressure in the zone for so long. It's just like, finally somebody's out of position and Huberto's skilled enough to make that pass. Hey folks, just a quick word from some sponsors. You can use our code in the dome pod over at seat geek. If you are looking to score a deal on some tickets, that code is in the dome pod. If you're going to the Flames game or just need tickets for something and you find a sweet deal over at SeatGeek, you can save an extra 20 bucks off your first order with that promo code in the dome pod. 
Hey folks, our show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So right now, everybody can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets. Which team will win? Player props and point bets. With payouts that are better than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook should be your go-to when you're betting on the NFL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Such a nice pass. That's beautiful. Like that. Such a shame he's hurt now because that was easily his best game he's played all year. Um, See another, it's just another bad timing. Like, but this is why the 82 game season is so great. It's not 56. Like this, this isn't enough to sink a team. What we're going through right now. No, no. It's like, dude, that, we, dude yeah. we haven't won seven games in a row. We're only a game below 500. <laughs> and we're playing the, we're, we're playing some of the, we haven't won in like how many weeks? Two, 14 we're getting days, some of the worst days? results. I shouldn't say we're playing some of the worst hockey. We're not doing a lot of things right, but we're not, we're not, we have, we're not getting any results. Listen, we're still fine. I would rather be playing well, albeit in stretches, because they do have some like, uh, you know, not super consistent game to game, still not super sharp game to game, making a lot of mistakes. I would rather be playing well and not winning and having the coach say, yeah, we're just not yep. winning. We're <laughs> playing well, though. Then it'd be like back in the war days where I was like, we're getting absolutely shit canned. The Leafs just yeah. outshot us 96 to four. Somehow we won. David Rick. And the coach is like, oh, it's all good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Turn yeah season's turned around. So, okay. you know, when, when you hear the terms trust the process and the process is solid and the foundation is solid. Right, and, and it goes back to what Daryl talked about last year with, with changing the mindset of a, a relief system to a belief system. And, you know, that's why he talks about you have to play the same way all the time. That's what leads to long-term success. This is a long-term play from Daryl. Yeah. And, well, and I mean, the the nature of how this team is win is way different than it was last year. Exactly. Because that top line did a lot of heavy lifting in terms of putting fucking goals on the scoreboard. The top line was the most. The top line was the most dominant five-on-five line the league has ever seen in like forever. It was insane. Can't be understated. There's a there's a change inevitably, obviously that this this team is going through, and Daryl's hitting on it, man. He's hitting on it. Post game tonight, so you know the message is going to get there, like. I would be, like you said, I would be worried under different circumstances, but listen to the coach post game. He's, ex- he's nailing exactly what the problem is. And he's giving the, ex- nailing exactly what the solution to the problem is. So I'm not worried. And like, those are two very fixable stats. Like you said, some, they usually just correct themselves. Safe percentage should go back up. Shooting percentage should go back up. Naturally, without even much effort, just focus on these other areas of your game. Like, get into the fucking get greasy. Yep. 
Like get like, a rebound goal, someone. You don't have a Johnny Gaudreau that's just going to magically make shit happen on a shift to shift basis. It's just not going to happen. You got to create create your opportunities in other ways. Yeah, nobody's on your team is creating something out of nothing. You have to create it on your own. But look at the underlying metrics. We're fine offensively. Just need to learn how to bury, and it's about getting into those positions and changing the game a little bit. Like he, Daryl knows the solution. He's going to communicate it. The players are going to adjust. It's taking time. I'm glad this is happening now, dude. Because I'd be yeah. fucking. There's no better time ever in the history of sports to slump than to start a season. Obviously, you can't do it for too long. I mean, is, has Vancouver caught us yet? I think we're in the vicinity. I, we've played less games too, right? So, like, you, you win a couple played, games at your... Yeah. we played way less games. Um, like, look at the standings right now. Like, okay, we're technically fifth in the wild card, but we've played 13 games, like, for... In terms of Edmonton, Edmonton's played 15 and has what? How many more points than us? Like four. So you win your two games and you're tied in terms of point percentage with Edmonton. Like you said, they, they, the Pacific is pretty Division weak. sucks. Like Vegas looks incredible. Maybe you don't catch them, but like second place is wide open. Yeah, Seattle's in second place right now with what? 18 points. The Flames have 12. And have played one less game. Come on. That's you can bridge that gap with a little streak. Like they're gonna go on streaks again, right? Like this is this is a huge slump, and it's sure causing a lot of consternation amongst Flames fans. Well, as it should. Yeah, and it's because it's, it's and the reason why shit to watch. The reason why this is fucking frustrating. At least it's not dude, at least it's not as frustrating as Ward. Imagine remember the slumps yeah. under Ward? <laughs> Because you're not even you're not you're not even not, playing well. There's not even any aspect of your game that's yeah. that you could look to and say. I mean, Daryl said after tonight, he said, "I don't actually mind any of those four games. I thought we played well in all four of them, and they did. They did play well in all four. Yeah. Outside of the things you riled off and mixing injuries, shitty refing, and just some okay. bad luck, and guys not playing up to their up to their up to snuff, and that's what you get." All right, I had the refing on here as a fucking talking point. Yeah, right. we got to talk about it. So, the last podcast, we covered the first three losses. There's four more losses. We still got two points out of there. Salvage something. But you play New Jersey at home before you hit the road. New Jersey looks fucking good, dude. And I don't know if they can keep it up. But fuck, are they fast? They were skating us into the ground in the second period in, in Jersey. Um, but they're good. They're a good little team. I mean, they have all those young guys that were high, high draft picks for how many fucking years? They're just starting to mature now. And I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but fuck, they look, they're playing good right now. They look real and, good. You know, you showed signs of life. You were down 3 1. She'd come back, make it 3 2. You go in overtime. And what the fuck kind of call is this, dude? In overtime. Like, way to ruin a fucking otherwise really good hockey game to be a spectator for. And you're in the dome. It's fucking great energy. You're going three on three. Who got the penalty? Who did they get that to? Stone? Lind- Lindholm. 
went home. It's nothing more than a small little puck battle and Lindholm and a guy make contact. It's like mutual contact. And one guy kind of kind of slips slips up a little bit and falls. Come on. In a three on three? Baby overtime? shit. Soft. Dude, that's that's not a penalty ever, let alone oh, in overtime. So Daryl said they asked him what he's like, it's not penalty in regulation. Sure shit should be a penalty in overtime. I just, it infuriates me that the officials have like, and again, you, you sometimes you're just like, Hey, are they trying to do this? Are they, or are they that stupid? Well, you know, there's game management. I don't know. And I don't know like that official. I don't remember his name where you got caught on the hot mic saying, yeah, okay, let's give uh yeah, Tim Peel. Let's give Nashville a power play here. So I don't know what that's about, man. Like how is there not a league investigation? Well, especially with all the sports gambling stuff now that's legal. Well, that was my other thing. Is like you have nothing was as bad as that call. But then you're you you're you're actually beating was it New Jersey or Islanders or who was it? Is this the Markstrom incident? Yeah. This is the Islanders. You have a three one, you have a three one lead on the road. In New Jersey, you're looking like you're in pretty good shape. What do you think the parlay fucking payout yeah, was? Exactly. To throw money down on fucking uh, the Islanders. I guess this was the Devils game. I'm sorry. Or no, it was the Islanders game, but they came back. Shit. You can't help but sit there as a fan and wonder. Because... You know, yeah, you know that game management is a real thing. We have do- again, everybody who watches the sport knows it, but you have an NHL official two years ago explicitly saying it happens, explicitly calling for it. Now you have a financial incentive. Like it's just like I don't know how this. Like right, there should be an investigation. You just got horseshit called, literally two nights before. Now you're on the road. And then there's the whole Markstrom behind the net. How is that not a penalty? It's like that, a penalty. That's, that's textbook. It's a goaltender. That is a penalty every 10 times out of 10 everywhere in the league. You remember you when Lucic like touched, dude. breathed on Mike Smith and it will penalty. Oh. They might five in a oh. major or some shit. Yeah. Lucic for the exact same play got a five minute in a game. Yeah. And it's not even like he's way out. He's right behind the net where he's allowed to be. And then to not call that, the Rasmus Anderson thing, I, it's kind of soft, but sure. I can see that being a penalty if this was also a penalty. Because this was late in the game. It would have gave the Flames an opportunity to put the game away. Which they probably they don't get have done, to be perfectly honest. No, they don't get the call, and then they get a fucking another horseshit call. That's back to back games in overtime. Again, in the in over, like if you're ever going to be a little bit lenient about a call, if it's like kind of borderline, like the rat Rasmus Anderson, that's kind of that's borderline as shit. I mean, when you look at it from the one angle. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, he loved to, like, what kind of, how how big is that, pel- is Adam Pellick? Like, well over 200 pounds. Like, what is Rasmus Anderson, the strongest player alive? 
So afterwards, you're just sitting there like, holy shit, like, wait a minute. We were, they were, it was a three, Calgary had a 3 1 lead. What was the parlay? If you wanted to, to see if the Islanders could come back and win the game, it was 10 minutes, dude. It was, it was halfway through the third period where they scored two goals and they win it in over to, over to overtime. That's pathetic. It's it's pathetic. You can't I not. Mean, like, we, we talked about this, right? Like, we've talked about this before. Where it's like sometimes you just see calls like that and you can't not think that, okay, this is purposeful. Seriously. Like, and not even in a fan homer bias way. No, not even. And then how many goals have we seen that were just emotion? Yeah. <laughs> Every single one. I mean, someone did say this. this is interesting. I don't know. If you want to get at the conspiracy, it's fine. The last Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup was 1993 Montreal Canadiens. Gary Bettman became the commissioner of the NHL in what year? It was around that time. Feels like maybe 94. 1993. Well, in the offseason. So I think it was the offseason. So since Bettman has taken the the gold commission spot, unless it was the first year he took, I don't know exactly, but... Is either one that year or none since he's been commissioner. Yeah, and how many teams did he move to the states from Canada? Like every last freaking one of them. Guy couldn't wait to get the Nordiques out of Quebec, couldn't wait to get the Jets out of Winnipeg, but like freaking Arizona's playing in a 5,000-seat arena, and they're still there. Dude, he's, he'll make sure they get Bedard. Doesn't oh, matter absolutely. if they finish last. Or not, even with a 5% chance of getting first overall, I don't know if they have changed that rule entirely, but if they even have a fucking 1% chance, they're getting it. Mock my words. You do a better bet than I do. Era. Oh, no, that's Lula Morello. Anyways, the like, man, come on. that that I'm not one to complain. I I'm not one to complain about the Flames losing games because of refing, but holy shit. Holy fucking shit. And then again, obviously, the Markstrom fucking back-to-back. Um, yeah. he, the game goal went in along the ice, so. Yeah, he's got to see. He has to. He has to stop Cause, that. Because that was, that was the thing. I mean, you were, before tonight's game against yeah. the best team in the league, you're going on social media saying, whoa, whoa, let's chill. Mm-hmm. For all these reasons, you didn't even throw in the bad officiating. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't even get one of those calls, you probably win one of those games. Totally. You tell me you can't beat the Islanders or Devils in overtime. I mean, the insult to injury in the Devils game was this fucking one time on the power play, something we've never fucking seen in Calgary. <laughs> probably haven't seen it since Dougie Hamilton was on. I the mean board. that that is the insult to injury when we get. When teams beat us with their power play, it yeah, just... and it's like, wow, what a great play they just made! I've never, I haven't seen that here ever. What's a power play goal? Like, have goal. you seen a one timer on the power play in the last like four years that you can yeah. remember? Other than 
Other than that play they do where Lindholm's in the high slot bumper position and he gets a sweep. No. no. When have you seen a cross ice one timer goal in Lindholm's Lindholm done the corral shot a couple times, but that's yeah. what it no cross ice one timers. And especially no cross ice one timers with more than one pass preceding the shot. So, I don't know. The horse shit fucking calls on back-to-back nights. Yeah, it's horse shit. I mean, listen, it's league-wide. Like, I, I just can't. The NHL needs to get his shit figured out. So, like, Trevor Z, this is maybe a bit of a different discussion, but, like, Zeger scores a lacrosse goal last night. Crazy goal, dude, sweet goal, highly goal. Gets freaking called back because of offside. <laughs> what a stupid-ass league, dude. Like, this is the NHL. We want to increase goal scoring so Americans will like our game. Okay, one of the Best young players in the game scores a sweet-ass goal, and we're going to call it back because of some stupid, ridiculous rule that, again, may I remind you, was instituted because the refs couldn't call offside by a freaking mile, and they missed it in an overtime playoff game once. It's just the dumbest league in the whole world. I get it. Some people say, well, what's how do you fix that? What's the solution? But I think Daryl, like, try what Daryl suggested. Yeah. And if you can't remember, all he said was, if you're already in the zone, say you're on the power play, and you're the man, you can use the whole blue line to keep it onside. So when you're entering the zone, why is it just the tip of the blue line is the offside? Why can't you use the whole blue line? Maybe it would just turn into the exact same air issue Listen. from the other, other side of the blue line. I don't know. Hockey's I don't know what the def- solution yeah. is, but to me, the solution is hockey's fast. Offside is is a discretionary call. That it it's like against the notion of the rule for if you can't tell that something's offside in a split, if you have to go to a like a frame by frame camera to tell if something's offside, it's onside in my opinion. That's not the spirit of the rule. That's the solution. Yeah. Sure, it should be. Was it egregiously offside? Yeah, like <laughs> no play is ever going to be perfectly onside when you're moving on freaking ice skates at a hundred miles an I'm hour. I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised we won one of those. Was it when, was that the Jersey game? Oh yeah, that was the Jersey game. Yeah, that was weird. It's weird to be on the right side of one of those. And the goal was your goalie interference. There was two that? goals called back. That, that game, was earlier in the year, wasn't it? No, no, the game where we just watched. Where we got the offside call, there was a two goals called back. Hmm. Offside, and I think goaltender interference. You're probably Anyways, driving. Shitty refing. Yeah, these early games screw with my ability to watch. Yeah, a little tougher. Man, the uh, I was happy to see Vladar get the start tonight. Uh, at first, because I think it was Steinberg saying they're going with the exact same lineup, lineup and I. And I assumed that that meant Markstrom too. And I was, I was literally starting to hate Markstrom. <laughs> like I just needed a break. And I get it. If you're Sutter, you want Markstrom to fight away and find a way and fight through it. But somebody made another, you know, the opposing comment on Twitter. And I thought that was good. Can't remember who it was, but they just said, look, like, why, why would you want a goaltender to force his way out of a slump when you have a fucking backup? Like the chances of Markstrom. All automatically just fucking being great. It's it's, it's probably going to take some time, like another week or so, and maybe it's he does it in practice. 
Let's not rely on Markstrom finding his way to a slump. When you like, why is he playing back to back games? Yeah, he shouldn't have played against Jersey, probably. I mean, Unless probably. It's, yeah, he shouldn't have played in Jersey. Why do you have a backup goaltender who's actually good? Like, he was fucking great tonight. He was awesome. Did he let in a stinker? Nope. Did he let in a questionable goal? Or you're nope. like, holy fuck. Did Jack Campbell do that tonight? Oh, man. How many did he let? Five or six? We've said it before. We'll say it again. As long as we're slumping while the others are slumping, <laughs> I can still rest my head at night without fucking having, you know, holes in it from bashing against the cement wall. <laughs> All right, man. When's Tana going to be back? I don't know, man. He must be really hurt because, you know, Tanaf plays through everything. Well, he was on the road trip. Well, and this is what's so, like, man, oh, man. It's just when you have good health, you can't take, like, last year, no injuries. You can't, you forget how shitty injuries are. Well, until the other series were pretty banged up. Yeah, but I don't know. I have no idea. The Huberto one is even weirder because it sounds like it's a lower and an upper body injury. Well, he left in a... They said he left in a fucking full ankle boot thing. Well, yeah, like when Daryl said he couldn't get his foot in his skate, I thought maybe Daryl's just like, you know, either trolling or deflecting, but sounds like somebody saw him in, his, in a boot and he's got something with his shoulder or arm or something or hand. Oh, man. That's great timing. Eh? That's just brutal. Just the top, FG. Your, your top D-man's out and your top forward's out. Great, great timing. We, like, miss, but, we miss Mike Stone. Holy smokes. Holy fuck it. <laughs> Where are you, we in this world? The uh, Mackey's done nothing for me, but the. the what's oh, his name? The, who's the guy we call? call D Simone. Like, D Simone. He's like Gilbert. Easy. I liked Gilbert. Who fought? Gilbert. Okay. Yeah, I like Gilbert. Yeah, I, I thought D Simone and Gilbert were both better than Connor Mackey for sure. <laughs> Connor Mackey had like what the worst game in the history of games against New Jersey at home ice. Like he was on the ice for like every goal. It was so bad. And then so, we were like, okay, hey, why did we wave Val Mackey to keep this guy? It's bad. So both D Simone and Gilbert played tonight against the Bruins. Yeah, I know Gilbert played for sure, didn't he? The only time you really uh, they didn't do anything bad tonight. And that fourth line was getting created in their own end. Oh, I would dude. be I wouldn't be putting the third pairing out with the fourth line too much more often. The not a really good recipe for success. Man, oh man, Daryl just will not slow down on rolling those four lines and pairings, eh? He's like, you will figure this out. Yep. And probably because he realizes in the future. In March and April, you're not doing fuck all without four lines. That fourth line continues to get massacred on a pretty much nightly basis. I know they had a few games early on that were good, but man, oh man. They're okay in the offensive end when they're not taking penalties. Yeah, when they're not taking penalties 200 feet from their from their own net with like two minutes to go in the game. Yeah, gotta love that, eh? All right, uh, let's wrap things up with um, this post that we've been talking about a few times with Dom. Because um, there's a whole bunch of metrics there. We should go through them. 
because what Dom's saying is, hey, look, we've given you plenty of opportunities while we're in this slump, or reasons why we're in this slump. But Dom give you gave us another one today is the strength of competition has actually been pretty off the charts. Well, freaking like that's what's so weird is like the um, that's why I'm trying to not get too worried too. Like just they they remember how good they played against Vegas and Colorado like early in the yep. season. They were awesome. So we've seen this team play in the way they can play. Like we we've seen we've definitely seen the lower limit. You know, like I don't think the last few games qualify as that because they've been okay. But like that Seattle game, that Nashville game, holy shit. But we've also seen the kind of like upper limits. They're not as bad as they've been recently. They're probably not as good as they were to go, you know, best star in team history, but they're they're they can't they're not this bad. Come on. Come on. Now, are these Calgary Flame stats or are these the opponent stats? These would be the opponent stats, yeah. So here's Dom's tweet. Breaking down the, the schedule, here's how tough Calgary's had it so far. The combined opponents that we've faced so far are second in the league for winning percentage at the time that we played them. First in the league in projected points at the time that we played them. First in the league in five out of five goals percentage. Yeah. Second in the league in five out of five expected goals percentage. First in the league at goals percentage and second in the league at expected goals percentage. So we've sat here and I mean, yeah, you you, you had the two weaker opponents that both beat you Seattle and can't remember now. Nashville. Nashville. Um, but even the the you know before the season starts, what look like easier opponents, Buffalo, New Jersey, Islanders, they're not. They're all they're all the great starts. And dude, I when is that going to change? Because yeah, you, co- you come home from this nice little road trip you just had to face Winnipeg, who's playing great. You never can beat them. Then you play the Kings. Maybe they're a little bit of a weaker opponent, but they're ahead of you in the standings. Then you go back on the road for the the old dreaded Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers. Yeah, we got murdered at that last time. You know Chucky's going to be ready to roll. You stay on the road for the rest of the week, and you play Philly. Maybe they're a bit weaker. Pittsburgh again. Then Washington, Carolina. That's going to be a fun weekend. Back-to-back nights, Washington, Carolina. Oh, boy. Just to play Florida when you get back home. So, I mean, I don't know if that stat that he threw out there is going to change much for the rest of the Why do we play Florida so much? We play them three times in the span of four weeks. Really? No, that's just twice. Sorry, I was looking at the overlapping schedule, but still. Yeah, just twice. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to get any easier. <laughs> like, remember last year when we thought we were good and then we went through Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida and got absolutely steamrolled? Yeah, and then we were unbelievable after that. Yeah. Maybe we just need, like, remember, we, we kind of always have that game every year where we get embarrassed. Maybe we just need well, a good nine. Is... Maybe we just get a nine nothing loss to finish off this this losing streak. Get us back on track. I don't know. I think a seven game losing streak is <laughs> well should suffice, shouldn't it? <laughs> Pretty fucking embarrassing, isn't it? I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah. The the thing that's funny to me is like not funny, but like you can't get wrapped up in narratives because that's what I was just trying to say about the road trip thing. It was like it, it, every somebody says something and it's like, yeah, you know, like, oh, the Flames just need a road trip. It's like, no, they weren't playing very well. Right. Um, And now like the big new narrative is like, oh, Daryl's Daryl's lost the room. Daryl's not using the guys. Right. It's like one person says it and everybody kind of runs with it. It's like, just look at the numbers, look at the facts. Trust what your eyes have been telling you about how the Flames have been playing. You can't tell me they've been playing absolute shit hockey the last three games. They've been playing fine. Just can't not score finishing, not not finishing and not getting key saves, dude. There's no way at this early of the juncture that Daryl's lost term. Just there's no possible way. Like these guys are fucking all pros. Like who in there is a little baby that's gonna, <laughs> not going to listen to Daryl? Like no. Nazem Kadri just committed seven years. I know. You think he's, oh, I give up after a week. <laughs> We've lost six in a row. I'm not listening anymore. So hey, stupid. Fuck him along. Leach, you the fucking greatest leader of all time, apparently. No, oh, I don't want to play for this guy anymore. He's too mm. mean. I, I think that's the fucking bullshit fucking take. It's personally. total bullshit. And it's just me. It's just this weird me. Like, I honestly think there is a weird sentiment among people who maybe kind of want the the Daryl is too old school narrative to be true, right? It's like, it's just such an easy thing to point at, right? Oh, he plays the vets too much. Oh, he's he's not a player's co. He's too me. He's too rough on the guy. You know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's too, it's such an easy thing for people to, when the flames are struggling, like point to is like, oh, oh, oh there you go. Just because Daryl is... Too old school. It's like we didn't lose the last few games because Trevor Lewis was playing too much. It's like Trevor Lewis has been great. We lost the last few games because guys like Mangiapane, Dubay, Coleman, Huberto can't score goals. And Jacob Markstrom can't make a save. You want Daryl? Yeah, okay. You could maybe make the argument it would be Daryl's fault if he had the freaking skates on playing on the power play or if he had pads on in the net. I mean, yeah, the rest of the team's game is where we want it to be. The team game, is, the team game is getting there. It just comes down to the individual's ability to perform to their 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 games and their skill sets. So, what's our record? Five, six, and two. Yep. So I believe 13, that's thirteen games. So you got seven? No, sixty-nine games left. 69, everybody. There you go. That's the, nice. If you, let's say you started, if you started the season at 500, you have 69 games left. You just played your worst hockey of the season. There's lots of runway left. Well, and here's it. I, yeah. You look, you point to what the underlying, you know, key aspects of the games, like we're still dominating aspects of the games. What's our expected goals for, like, what are our underlying metrics look like? Yeah, well, I I mentioned it a bit earlier, but we're like, we're top 10 in pretty much every single shot metric. Shot attempts, shots, expected goals for, expected goals against. We're pretty much top 10 in all of those. Top except three in most cases. Except for shooting percentage. Except for finishing and goaltending. And, I mean, I thought Pinder had a good tweet. Um, today just kind of like putting things in perspective in terms of like records to start the season. Talking about like the, the teams who finished in the top four 
last yes. year in the, in the playoffs. And it was like, okay, how, how what's Colorado's record right now? Six, four, and one. Like, like, are they, like Tampa, Tampa, the year they, the last year started these seasons, six, three, and three. Same with the Rangers. The Rangers are six, four, and two to start the season. Like, it's, it's so early, right? Like, of course, it's so freaking early. Of course, it's freaking. Fr- I'm sitting there. We're texting you in the game. Being like, these guys suck. They're such losers. You know, texting. Th- I know. It's texting things like, remember when Chuck was here and he dragged these little whiners kicking and screaming back into the game? You know, so of course we're frustrated, but I still am not too worried. No, this is too much. Under, underlying and I mean the biggest thing for me is that the coach you listen to him talk he knows what's wrong yeah because Ward never had a fucking clue mm-hmm. Daryl not only knows what's wrong but he knows what the solution is so I'm not, I'm not worried cushion cushion is a pillow with feathers right you know for everyone that thought I was a liability in the playoffs you can kiss my ass